Thank you for tuning in to today's full episode of the Breaking Changes podcast. I'm your host and chief evangelist for Postman, Ken Lane. With Breaking Changes, we explore topics from the world of APIs, but through the lens of business and engineering leadership. Joining me today, we have Ricky McCoy, Senior Development Manager at Riot Games. Ricky blew my mind with their usage of data from their API to develop the characters for their award-winning Netflix series, taking API first to a whole new level. Hey everybody, I'm Ricky McCoy. I'm the delivery manager for Riot Games. Uh, pretty much I'm one of the, li the liaisons for product management, project management when it comes to uh, gaming support. And just a pleasure to be speaking with you all. But uh, I know we'll get into a little bit more of my, of my context and my background. But yeah, I've been all over multiple verticals, all the way from city government, uh, doing development, uh, all the way up to uh, Riot Games in development management and product management. So yeah, definitely a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Yeah, so I want to explore that journey. I want to. I want to. I want to learn. We'll get to Riot Games. It's definitely. I think it's very interesting to talk to you because of your current role. But then, and we did a brainstorming session and kind of walked through uh, where you've been and how you got into the game. I found just as just as interesting. So, what got you into tech? Let's start there. Yeah. So. I've been in tech since, I guess you can say, early 2000s, uh, more so 1999. So uh, when I was in high school, I was part of a uh, one of those business clubs, I guess you can call it. And they had a uh, contest where you can you know, basically go out and build uh, a prototype of a business plan. Well, at that time, they had an option where you could build a sample website. Right. So I was like, hey, that seems easy enough. I can drag and drop. And that's how I got into tech. But that was when in high school. Uh, but when I left high school, uh, spent a few years in college, uh, did some freelancing uh, for a few years uh, from, I would say, about anywhere between 2001 up until uh, 2005. Uh, freelance for a few organizations, churches, uh, nonprofits, you name it, barbershops. <laughs> if, you, if, if, you, if it was a business, I, I would build a website for it, right? Uh, but I got my first big break uh, in 2006 for a city. Uh, it's called City of Frisco. It's uh, about 30 minutes north of downtown Dallas. It's a suburb. Uh, it's more familiar now with uh, the Dallas Cowboys are headquartered there. PGA Golf has moved their headquarters. Well, that was the city that it's, it is now. But when I was there in 2006 as a web developer, it was a very, very small, small city. Uh, gave me a lot of opportunity to, you know, build my craft, things of that nature. Uh, I was a .NET developer back then. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of how I got started in tech uh, until I moved over to Young Brands in 2013. What is, what'd you do at Young Brands? Yeah, so so Young Brands, uh, for those that may know us by our product names, uh, Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, and KFC. That is the Young Brands umbrella. Uh, when I moved over to Young Brands, I actually moved over as a .NET SharpOne developer. Uh, but there were some people uh, at Young Brands, they were like, hey, you know, we, we know you're a tech guy, but, but you have some qualities to lead teams, organizations, you're kind of outgoing. You're not a typical developer. Uh, what they were leading towards is that, you know, I, I might be a good fit for uh, product management at the time, right? At that time, I really didn't know what it was, you know, I... When I was doing development, it was more like team leads, you know, uh, development leads, people like that. But um, I was on the international side uh, of, of, of the house. So I was doing Yum International for .NET development. But then I got a break uh, 
across the hallway, we had two halls in Yum. So there's one there is international. And then the other side is Pizza Hut U.S. domestic. There was a team that uh, from the PizzaHut.com team, they said, hey, Rick, you know, we we're interested if you would be um, uh, willing to work with us directly on PizzaHut.com as a product manager or a product owner at the time. And I was like, well, I'm not really familiar what that is, but I'm willing to learn. <laughs> so that's honestly how I got started in uh, product management. Uh, turns out most of the things I was doing as, a, as like a developer or a team lead is pretty much what I was doing with, you know, at, at, um, as a product owner. I just had to, you know, hone the craft a little bit. But ultimately, um, when, they, when they, they felt I was a little bit better at what I was doing in product management, they allowed me to um, be the product owner for Hut Rewards. So for those that are familiar with the loyalty program at Pizza Hut, that was one of my products. Still use it to this day. I'm still a Hut Rewards lover, man. I mean, I love Pizza Hut, right? Um, so I used that. Um, to learn so much about pizza, about product management. Uh, and then I moved over into Fannie Mae a few years later. So if you all notice, you know, um, I've, I've crossed verticals and industries quite a bit, you know? Um, but when I was at Fannie Mae, I was an API gateway uh, product owner. When I, when I went there, it was really all to increase my API gateway knowledge. Uh, I wanted something that would really stretch me a little bit more, but, but I wanted to do that with product management. In my, in my previous experience, it was all tech-oriented, right? Um, but I really loved the Fannie Mae because that was the first, one of the first opportunities that I had where I was able to stretch my technical acumen, but then also bring forth my um, uh, product management side of the house, you know? Um, but then, you know, after that, Ken, PlayStation came calling. And uh, yeah, when, when, when PlayStation calls, you know, you leave. So that's uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. kind of how that story happened. Right. It was a, it was, it was a goal of mine always to um, be able to work at PlayStation. I've been playing that playing PlayStation since 94 and um, everybody say hello to my son. But of course, you know, this is how it is. And today that we live in, um, but yeah, I was a global product owner for PlayStation um, for the PS5 release. So Pretty much in a nutshell, I was responsible for what we call globalization, which was kind of getting to all of the different regions on, on uh, similar systems. Um, mm -hmm. And that was a blast, man. Uh, I, I'll never forget the first day, which is a November 12th when the PlayStation shipped and it was already on my door. And uh, I was like, man, I, I, I'm glad, but I feel kind of like... Um, bad for those who are really going to have to push hard to get that, that system, you know? So uh, that's kind of how all that happened. Um, I did PlayStation for a few years. And then when I was at PlayStation, I, I felt like I was uh, enjoying the console level, but I really wanted to get my hands on the next, the next element of how are games made? Right. Because sometimes people get a mis misunderstanding thinking PlayStation is where the games are made. It's like, no, no, no. That's the hardware and some of the publishing. Right. So we just uh, give the players an opportunity in a system to play the games. Right. But the the cans on keyboard, you know, concept art, uh, game design, game development, all of that happens on the game studio level. And that's when I saw an opportunity with Riot, with League of Legends. Um, uh, now, of course, Valorant. Team Fight Tactics, Legends of Ruterra, all of that. Um, and then, of course, you all know now Arcane, the Netflix series. Uh, I had an opportunity there in L.A., and I, I, I basically uh, jumped in and, and went full, full, full throttle there. 
Man, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like Riot Games, what you're doing at Riot Games, we'll we'll go a little deeper into that. But your journey is is impressive, and and just the skills you must have accumulated along the way. And before we dive into kind of Riot Games and the de- the API details behind the scenes, there, um, I want to want your understanding. What is what is a product owner like? What does it mean to be a product manager? in in technology like this whether it be at the gateway level or or what you're doing as part of the gaming industry yeah so that's a great question um you know to be a product owner product manager sometimes producer in the gaming industry they're all kind of very similar um disciplines so really what you're doing is be becoming the ambassador slash liaison between business and tech Right. So it's pretty much your job to uh, set priority, set roadmap, uh, set direction along with your stakeholders. Right. So uh, product owners, you really don't um, you're I'm not going to say you're a silent leader because sometimes you don't have direct reports. Right. So you may have a development team that you're working with, but none of those people directly uh, report to you, but they follow you because you're a leader on the team. Right. Mm -hmm. So product owner, if you split those two together, it kind of gives you the context. So you're the owner or the leader of the product. So so you set the vision of what the product is going to be. Uh, and then you also kind of give direction from feedback from your customers. So whenever you're looking at uh, any product on a the market, there's always these iterations or patch notes or release updates, right? So like iOS or Android, it's always updates where somewhere in the world, there's a product owner who's listening to the feedback on Reddit, Twitter, you know, Facebook, wherever. And what they're doing is they're taking that feedback through surveys or wherever the source may be, and then they're enhancing the product, right? Um, which is great because that's where APIs kind of come in, right? I love the name breaking changes. Um, one of the things we don't want to do as a product owner is make sure we get a breaking change, right? <laughs> because as a product owner, we're um, we're setting vision, we're we're always enhancing, but if something uh, is a breaking change in our world, we want to make sure that the, the the change that will happen for that API is backwards compatible, right? So a lot of our job is saying, okay, from a tech side, what are the requirements that are needed? What are the features that are available to the customer t- today? And then what are the enhancements that will be needing new API versions, whatever the case may be, so that it can consistently uh, work for for the um, the customer, player, consumer. Um, but 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 yeah, I mean whether that's across gaming, uh, mortgage and Fannie Mae, MBS like Fannie Mae, whether it's retail and restaurant uh, such as uh, Young Brands or government. The requirement of what you do from gathering requirements, creating what we call user stories, which are basically uh, explaining to the developer what the customer will receive on when they, when they see the product, right? That's a user story, right? Um, we're responsible for that. But then we're also responsible for stakeholder management, right? So everyone wants to have a go-to person for communicating status, right? That's usually a role of the product owner or product manager. And what that does is kind of goes back to to the liaison role. You're always being the bridge of communication and status, whether that's with your developer, your development team, or that's with your your stakeholders, and then also with your customers, right? So you have to be able to speak the the language of all three of those uh, audiences. Yeah. That was gold. It's right fun there, work. Ricky. 
that. That's like that is the most succinct, uh, glorified. Like it, it really describes what it is, but in such a positive way. And I would say a lot of the companies I've been talking to, both on the show and as part of Postman customers, they're trying to figure out how to train up the next generation of, of product managers technical product managers, but with this API kind of focus and, um, and awareness. And so you, you just became the commercial for that next generation <laughs> of them is basically what that, that's That clip's going to come from that. Wow. Awesome. That was good. Thank you awesome. for that. Thank I you. appreciate Thank that. You. Awesome. <laughs> um, so let's dive into, to, to write games, get down to the, the API resource capability experience layer what what's what kind of stuff what kind of resources are available by apis that you see yeah i mean uh in the gaming industry and 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 in particular even at riot i mean apis are the heart of our data i mean really the heart of everything man i mean uh if we look at it from multiple lenses right you have the actual games themselves the league of legends the valorants you know um there's tons of data whether it's matchmaking information uh to actually al align you with uh team members to play like valorant or league of legends but then also your opponent team right all that data is driven by apis that are looking at um you know validating the best match for um the experience right that's just on the actual side of the the game itself but then you also have to think about uh, all the data that's being passed while you're playing the game right for every um, every time, you know, you're playing Valorant and, 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 and you get uh, what we call a frag or a, a kill, right? That data is being recorded uh, or it, it's basically a, a, a status 200 that's going back to say, yes, we actually captured that, that frag, right? Um, so you can only imagine millions of players, millions of action all day, every day, 24 hours, data is being passed from, from here to there, real time, right? And then from my side of the house, I work a lot with the uh, support. So operations and support, knowledge management, uh, and then also uh, even on some of the uh, entertainment side of things. So if you look at uh, from, the, from the lens of, of an agent that's trying to support a player that may have run into an issue, right? Well, the agents are able to use that same data through some tools that we have that can, that can literally support the player to, 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 to rectify the situation to make them whole. Right. So you can evaluate APIs go the entire gamut, right? From playing the game to getting support to even, you know, us, you know, putting out certain information in social media, right? Like, hey, we we see that this uh one champion on League of Legends is getting a lot of respect, you know, like the players love this guy, you know, or or, or this lady. So uh, that might be a good idea to market them, you know? Um all of that data is is api driven and um it, it's just one of those things where api is just the the heartbeat you know like the way i the way i like, the way I like to explain APIs personally to um some of my stakeholders or my business my, my business uh teams is that apis are like the is or like the, it's like the hub and spoke model right apis is the hub and then everything that it interacts with is a spoke so if you think about the wheel the wheel scenario everyone has a tire and in the corner and in the center is the hub and then you have spokes right api is the core of it right like the apis they they're, they're either giving data or receiving data 
right? And, and, it, and it's always an active, living, breathing uh, interaction between systems, right? But all the systems that are speaking to and from those APIs, that's how they, that's how they breathe, right? Um, so, you know, that's why I'm so excited to be on the show because literally for the next generation of, you know, product owners, developers, API gateway enthusiasts, you name it, right? APIs is, is, is the, um, it's literally the heartbeat of, of, of tech today, right? Whether we, we're going to be thinking about, you know, if in the future we wanted to do something with IOT, you know, internet of things, where we wanted to integrate um, some type of video game that now integrates with your house. I don't know. Just think, just, this is my own opinion, right? Um, just something random like that. Well, we could do that through APIs, you know? Um, so the, a, the APIs and, and the respect for APIs um, is so valuable because, because like I, like I said, it's the heartbeat, but you know, if something goes south with the API, it can impact a lot of players, consumers, and customers, you know? Um, hence break, break and change, right? Um, like, hey, if, 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 you, if, you've been in, if you've been in tech for more than three months, or I would say six months, you, you may have experienced a break and change, you know? Um, break and changes don't happen intentionally, they're always unintentional. <laughs> you know, everyone's like, hey, we, we built the game and uh, we thought everything was solid, but then, oh, that one small feature that was making a request, that's something that we may not have covered in the requirements, right? And see, that's how myself as a product owner, delivery manager, that's one of the roles that I have to be responsible for, right? To say, hey, you know, we, we're going to iterate on the product, but let's try to make sure that the foundational things so that there's no breaking changes, all the backwards compatibility, right? Because that's the worst thing you could happen, right? You, you, the customers are excited about a feature and then you try to enhance it and then you cause a breaking change and now the, the feature that they love doesn't work. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, just, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's one of those moments, right? Um, but, 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 but yeah, but I mean, but, but you know, the one thing about a break and change, honestly, is that it teaches you, right? It, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, it's going to happen in your career, but, but you only get stronger for it. So, yeah. 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 So the wheel, the hub and, and spoke and wheel model, like, I think that's powerful in a digital sense. And you have yes. this forward motion, you have this wheel, but it's almost like with each version, you've got new rims and new wheels and low profile, you know, and, and yeah. it's like digitally you're like, but you're rolling down the road at the same time the same on time. these wheels. So you can't have a break and change that's going to cause you have to pull over and stop. You need to be going and then flashing and changing your wheels and, and perpetually having forward motion. And this APIs are how we, we innovate and create the future in this world. And that, that rich data that you talked about that's available in real time we, you, you you mentioned it earlier the the TV show uh, that uh, that you guys have done with Netflix. Can yes. you dive in a little bit more there and talk about like what is the show? How did it come to be? But then you talk about how you use this data to 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 power that and and create that show. Yeah, yeah. So Arcane is the name of the show. Um, you know, and 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 we're so excited. Uh, it's it's a it's an animated series on Netflix. And we just won a few Emmys for uh, animated series, so we're all like so stoked for that, and a few uh, Annie awards. So, so we're just re really stoked. But 
uh, Arcane is, it basically tells the origin story of a few of the characters um, or what we call champions in the League of Legends uh, lore, right? Uh, two, 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 two champions in particular, Vi and Jinx, it kind of shows you the upbringing uh, and uh, from their childhood into their adult adulthood, and a lot of the challenges that they had to endure uh, from 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 childhood up into adulthood. And then, of course, we we also introduce a few new characters or champions uh, along the path. And and what we're doing is literally now elevating uh, our players because because when Arcane was built, you know, um, there was already you know. 10 to 10, 10 plus years of League of Legends hardcore fans out there, right? So so when Arcane was built, we we built it with the premise of we we just do not want to let our 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 players down, right? So you can imagine um the iterations that went with that. And we're talking about years um with building this this TV uh TV animated series, but when we look we we value that uh evaluate you know, some of the champions, yes, of course, there was a lot of data that went behind who who should we uh, kick off this animated series with, right? Uh, you know, today, League of Legends, we have well more than 140 plus champions in our game, right? So tons of different archetypes of, of champions. Uh, but, but when we evaluated some of the, the locations in, in, in the series, uh, whenever you get a chance to watch Arcane, you will see two series in particular uh, one is called Zon, Zon, Z-A-U-N, which is where Jinx and Vi are from, two of the main characters. And then there's also Piltover. Piltover is the uh, nation that's that's kind of technically above, like even in um, uh, the visual sense, it sits on top of Zon. Zon is kind of like the underground, grimy, um, you know, hustle by any means necessary, you know, um, just the grimy side of 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 this these two nations right piltover is all about progressing progression very wealthy oriented nation um and and not to throw out any spoilers when you all see it but but you will definitely be able to 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 see um how uh both of these worlds interact but then obviously you know when you when you watch arcane you know one of the things when, when we built arcane it was to introduce uh, League of Legends or Riot Games to an entire different uh, generational audience of people, right? Everyone aren't, uh, uh, er- everyone doesn't play you know, League of Legends, which is a multiplayer uh, online battle arena game, right? Um, everyone just just may not be interested in it, or they they they're just unfamiliar with the game, right? So when when we came out with uh, League of uh, with Arcane, it was to introduce from an animated, you know, beautiful art art type style show that could build understanding about oh these are who these characters are this is the the actual uh background of the locations and of course what that would do is showcase um to new followers of the show to build interest in some of the other ip that we have within the video games right so so we so now you know we're seeing a lot of people that are building an affinity to jinx vi you know jace um you know, a few new people like Silco, all these different characters. Uh, and so now we're taking entertainment and introducing them to our video games and people that were already familiar with the video games, we're just broadening their knowledge with the lore and the storytelling in Arcane. And all of that data, all of that was 
uh, generated by what we've seen, what we've seen over the years on which characters, which locations we should be building, which is obviously API data, right? Um, to be able to generate a show off of it. Yeah. Wow. Impressive, man. That was like, I mean, that's, that's this forward motion of APIs, this productization of APIs, so that you have a feedback loop, you have, you, you can move forward based upon these feedback loops and invent the future. But this is doing that literally, but in a virtual sense, in a game world, yeah. like figuring out who these characters should represent, reaching out into new audiences, new generations. And so not at that scale, but I'm doing that with this show. You're part of this for me with Breaking Changes is we're trying to break because we've done Formula One, we've done NBA, we've done Boy Scouts of America, they're API first. Like yes. we've gone through industries and got API first conversations. I'm using you from the gaming industry to reach across up the aisle into other industries and introduce people to API first. And, and, but through stories that they're, they're going to care about. And so, yeah, it's a, uh, I think it's just demonstrates the power of APIs right there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that, and that's awesome, you know, because now that we, you know, at Riot, you know, uh, stepping into the entertainment uh, sector of it, because that's one thing we say, you know, for years, we, one of our uh, missions was, you know, we want to be the, um, you know, the, one of the best uh, gaming companies in the 21st century, right? Now it's where we want to be the, the entertainment company of the 21st century. Because, you know, now we're just yeah. uh, mixing in the gaming and entertainment. But the beautiful thing about it is, is that, you know, we can grow each, like, it's, it's, it's like a handshake, right? Where we're learning from entertainment and now we're learning from gaming. So one, one, one beautiful thing about when Arcane was released back in uh, November of 2021 is that we had a lot of integration pieces between uh, online experiences and games you can do online. Uh, we had a lot of integration with uh, streaming platforms like Twitch. Uh, and that was honestly the first time that uh, Netflix and Twitch so long story short, but Netflix allowed Twitch to stream Arcane's first three episodes on Twitch's uh, platform. That that has never happened, right? Um, because normally, you know, Netflix will say, "Hey, come watch it on Netflix." That's it, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. But 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 the partnerships that we have with Netflix and Twitch, it was two giants in the streaming and just streaming industry. Period coming together to expose a new animated series. Um, and then with that came a lot of API integration, right? The APIs with Netflix to Twitch, to Twitch to Netflix, um, giving out what we call uh, like prizes or gifts, like loot boxes through Twitch. Mm -hmm. That's all integration, mm -hmm. right? So whoever was able to watch the show and um, Twitch would obviously be able to capture your viewership, then they would say, oh, okay, it's called uh, a loot box or a loot giveaway, right? So whoever watched and then you logged in to, say, League of Legends later that evening, you would have free content. That's all API-driven, right? And that, that, that's why I, 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 I love the API-first uh, model because it, it just bridges the gap for everyone, like multiple systems talking and um, expanding more than what you can do by yourself with APIs. Yeah, and and it feels like, so what I've kind of mapped out across the companies I've talked to, because we've had eBay, we've had Amazon, quite a few older, but newer tech companies. And 
and really like APIs, the, the first wave was about defining your digital resources. So all your, all your restful web APIs that you need to do things. And then the, the second wave was really about strengthening your capabilities. Like as a platform, what are we capable of doing with these resources? But then what we see now across, you know, the NBA talked about this is we got to create experiences like with this. So we've got to be able to like rapidly do this, respond to these partnerships. And they've got like 50, you know, uh, teams or where they have 39 teams, 38 teams. And then they, uh, they have to deal with all the mobile apps, all the partnerships across that. So like these experiences, these future experiences that, that we're going to need to create are all API driven. And this world building literally that y'all are doing is, is all API driven. Yes, that is exactly correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what's net, what, what's your future hold? Just more world building? I mean, like what, what excites you and keeps you coming to work every day? You know, the thing that excites me, that's kind of, that's why I actually really enjoy working with operations. Um, because with operations, I can touch so many different parts of, of, of the gaming ecosystem, right? Whether that's the game development, uh, the agent uh, support side and everything in between, right? Um, like even on the arcane, you know, is it's like in operations, you, you get to see it, you get to see a lot, you know, um, which broadens your, um, your product management scope from a lot of different lenses. And you can leverage that knowledge to, to multiple initiatives. And that's what keeps me going every day. You know, like the gaming industry is so diverse and so, um, so large and wide, right? I mean, sometimes when you think about the gaming industry, you immediately think about um, the end result, right? You know, you have, the, you have the controller or the keyboard and mouse in your hand and you're executing, basically trying to solve the puzzle of, of what the game is putting in front of you, right? Um, but there, there are so many things, right? Like you have the finance, the accounting, um, the concept art, you have the purchasing, publishing. I mean, it goes on and on. Enterprise ops, right? DevOps, live ops. Esports. <laughs> I mean, I little music production, video production. It, it 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 just goes across the gamut, and being in product management and then having that 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 foundation in APIs, I literally can 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 go from this role to that role within the same organization or in the gaming industry or whatever you want to call it, and and just continually grow my skills. Right. Um, it, it's it's basically like every day in the gaming industry, it's a new adventure, right? It's like you, that's one thing I, I, I will say, you know, some, sometimes you can get a position at a certain organization and uh, you wake up, it's like a monotonous checklist, you know? It's, it's never like that in gaming, ever. You know, it's like you, 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 you basically complete one mission, like a game, and then you go to the next, you know? It's like, it, it's, it's an ever, ever um, continuous cycle. You know, so, um, yeah, that's that's what really keeps me going. And then just interesting and to, to be part of an industry where I really feel that, you know, um, you know, video games. Like, especially during the pandemic time frame, it, it, it was a huge escapism, you know, uh, method for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of people out here um, on on some like hard times and. Some people didn't know where their income was going to come from. Some people, you know, it's a lot of things happening, but it, it just felt really good to 
be part of an industry where we were able to allow people to take their minds off of reality mm -hmm. for an hour or two, you know, um, and, and just focus on something different, you know, uh, and, and that that's really what, you know, why I really enjoy video, the, the gaming industry in general, because it it allows you to be anything you want to be. You know, you can venture into any world you want to venture into um, and you can just dream. You know, and then being able to be part of the background behind that stuff is 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 really cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. So your sixteen year old self in your sixteen yeah. year old mind, have you made it? Are you like where you 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 thought you'd you you'd be? You know I I never expected to be here. I mean, like I I'm honestly just so grateful, you know, like um when I originally got the call from PlayStation, I mean, it, 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 even to this day, it, 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 it seems like 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 a dream. You know what I mean? Like 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 I'm about to pinch myself and wake up. You know, um, but even from just being able to work with those organizations, Pizza Hut, Fannie Mae, Riot, I would have never uh, imagined that I that I would be at, at at this level when I was 16. You know. But the thing now, man, is like the sky is the limit. You know, it's like now that I've been able to get to this level, I, I can't stop. You know, it's like it's always like I, I have to take this from uh, Puff Daddy, man. You know, can't stop, won't stop. You know, like it's always forward thinking like, OK, this happened. Now, what's the next barrier we can break as as a team, as a people, you know, as a world? What's the next thing we can break? You know, and then accomplish that and go to the next. So, yeah. Love it. I love your passion. Love your drive. How, like, how would you recommend folks uh, get, you know, become product managers with, you know, and, and achieve some of the success that you, you, you found? What, what recommendations do you have for them? Yeah. Um, first off, um, I will say this. There is a great book it's called The Lean Startup. Um it came out in 2010, 2012-ish. Uh, yeah, great read. Somewhere around it kind of gives, yeah, yes, yes. It gives you a great foundation on um, how to iterate without, basically how to constantly improve on a product without it being perfect, mm -hmm. but being lovable enough for the customers to say, hey, this, this, this product has some feet and it's not running yet. It's crawling, but it has vision, mm -hmm. right? Um, because that's the one thing I would always recommend uh, anyone looking to get in product management. You know, you have to be comf uh, comfortable and um, building in blocks, small chunks of work, right? There's no product out there where it's elite Elon Musk invention. You know, even the Tesla, they they started out with the basic concept of this is how a car works today on 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 a uh, uh, on gas, right? But then how can we iterate and modify that to be fully electric over time, right? Um, if you're someone who loves to do that, if you're someone who loves to um, have conversations and basically intrigued about how things work, product management may be for you, you know? Um, you do not have to be uh, completely uh, tech oriented or tech minded, but I do highly recommend that you take a few tech courses. Um, I, I'm an avid, um, follower. I've been, I've been, I've been following this website since I was in, man, 17, 18 years old, but W3 schools, it's a free resource. 
man, I, I had an opportunity to to talk to the CEO uh, about, about a year ago. They're based out of Sweden. But man, when I tell you passion, heart, you know, and then I began to realize why the website teaches you so much because you can hear it from the, from the founder's heart. You know, it's a free resource. It's everything's out there. If you want to learn everything from HTML to C++, it's, it's a free resource. You know, it's out there. Um, and then, you know, of course, you have your uh, Udemy's Skillshare. There's a lot of people teaching uh, product management uh, in general. Um, product school is another one. There's there's a lot of resources, but um, everything's free. You know, uh, there there are a few boot camps out there, but I, I honestly, I would say, you know, dive into um, maybe a few courses on um, on Udemy. Uh, Udemy.com is a great resource. Uh, just kind of get a, a few different viewpoints on what product management is. See if you kind of like the context. And then, hey, worst case scenario, you can always reach out to me. <laughs> I, I I love to provide, uh, share what I know. That's, that's my way of giving back. Giving back. So, yeah. You heard you heard that, folks. If you need a mentor, uh, you want to figure out this space. It's a uh, we're gonna need. All I know is we're gonna need thousands of of you do world building what we're going to need for the future like out ahead of what's happening right now so uh definitely uh really enjoyed your your story today and like hearing your journey i mean super impressive i mean what you're doing right now is 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 impressive but really i think your appetite over your career for change and embracing like larger scope different scope problems is it's impressive Awesome. Thank you so much, Ken. Now, this is just, it's, it's an honor to be on Postman. I mean, to be with the, talking with Postman here. I mean, that's, I think everyone who's listening to the podcast, you all know, it's like Postman, we've used the tool that this tool has saved our lives, especially when you're talking about the, uh, uh, even basic OS, right? Authentication methods, right? You know, you don't want to have to <laughs> do everything manually every time. Postman, the tool is just amazing. And uh, it's definitely one of the heartbeats of, of the API uh, ecosystem for sure. I appreciate that. Really, really enjoyed today, Ricky. This has been great. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. Thank you all. You all have a great day. Thanks again to Ricky for stopping by. You can find more about Ricky on LinkedIn and Riot Games at riotgames.com. You can subscribe to the Breaking Changes podcast at postman.com slash events slash breaking dash changes. I'm your host, Ken Lane, and until next time, cheers. Cheers.